Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of 2024. I'm your host, Lisa Buffo, the founder and CEO of the Cannabis Marketing Association. We have got an amazing lineup of guests for you this year, and it's going to be another interesting and very exciting year in cannabis marketing. There's been a lot of changes in the cannabis industry and a lot of changes in the marketing space and industry as well that are really changing the landscape. We've got news of possible rescheduling of cannabis going from schedule one to schedule three after the recommendation of Health and Human Services, the Department of Health and Human Services, as well as the DEA that came out um, in winter 2023, as well as early 2024. So that's exciting. And we are responding accordingly. And we've got a really awesome new lineup of benefits and content for our members this year. So we're rolling out new and additional member benefits for you all, including a series that we're doing called War Room Wednesdays. So on the last Wednesday of the month, it's a quick 30-minute webinar but I'm going to be doing similar reporting like I did for our end of year state of cannabis marketing series, where we're going to be talking about current events in cannabis marketing. We're going to be talking about the changes that are happening politically and legally and how that is important for marketers and how to prepare. We're going to be doing some education on different topics. And then just like most marketers do, right, when we strategize, we get into a war room with our team and we come up with ideas and we solve problems. So we're gonna leave space for our members to talk about what problems they are going through and what they need help with and give time for people to respond and come up with solutions. That being said, you can always check out our website, thecannabismarketingassociation.com or reach out to us membership at marketingcannabis.org for more information. Okay, so today's episode, we're gonna be talking about SEO a little bit, we're gonna be talking about the space for marketing agencies, as well as what we see happening for cannabis this year. So today's guest is Max Juhas. Max is the owner of Dope SEO and the co-founder of Bud Plug. His company focuses on helping small businesses in the cannabis space compete evenly with larger entities. And for the last eight years, he's helped cannabis and hemp companies generate millions in extra revenue through digital marketing and SEO. Okay. Welcome everybody to today's episode of Party Like a Marketer, the podcast dedicated to cannabis marketing, public relations, and authentic storytelling. Today's guest is Max Juhas, the CEO of Dope SEO and the co-founder of Budplug. Max, welcome to the show and thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. I'm super excited yes. for this. I love doing interviews and podcasts with you and just chatting <laughs> with you offline. We've had so many good conversations. Right. Um, so can you let our audience know a little bit about Max, who you are, tell us about Dope SEO and Budplug and how you got started in cannabis. Sure. Um, so, hey, everybody watching, uh, this is Max Juhas, uh, the founder of Dope SEO and the co-founder of Budplug. Um, I, have a, I have a weird, you know, history with cannabis. I have a weird story with cannabis. Um, you know, I, I grew up in on the East Coast, in New Jersey, in the... 80s and 90s in the early 2000s, you know, basically I, I left, I left the East Coast in 2001, 2003, but like I was there during the whole, you know, and way before Legacy was Legacy and, and it was just normal. Um, the, I, I got into direct sales. I ran a door to door sales company for about 15 years. Um, 
And what ended up happening was the internet was killing us because when we started, it was great. You could just do door to door sales and any story that you told people they would believe. And then the internet happened and people wanted to research your company and you had to have a website and you had to have a maps list and you had to have all this. And the guys that I worked with were absolute dinosaurs. And, um, I decided to, in my part-time, when I wasn't running my company, I I learned digital marketing and I basically, you know, and me just, just being, you know, having like just decades of sales experience, um, you know, before all this, I was doing like club promotions in New York. We ran some of the biggest hip hop parties in New York. I partied with Wu-Tang, you know, like there's, there's a whole like in Eminem and and all these other guys that like, that's a whole like lifetime before a lifetime before a lifetime. Um, but then I got into sales because I was like, I got to do something because I'm going to end up going to jail just because of all the people that I'm around. So I got into direct sales and I moved across the country. And um, the, you know, basically I taught myself digital marketing. I invested money into digital marketing. I invested money in how to, you know, how to rank websites on YouTube, how to do this, how to do that. A lot of my videos are still up just as, pro- you know, just because I'm kind of curious to see how they aggregate still. But I mean, like I ran... I, I made my first $10,000 online through YouTube videos um, back in 2016, 2017, just from creating content that I thought was helpful for people. And because I could do it for myself, then I could sell it as a service. So that's when we started uh, creating the agency. Um, I built my first you know, cannabis website in 2016 for a buddy of mine who was running a cannabis delivery service out in Arizona. Um, I was hired on by plain Jane or try plain Jane, plain Jane CBD, like, you know, which back when 2018, uh, the, the farm bill when everybody was going crazy about CBD and hemp and, and, and the whole world thought that, you know, CBD was cannabis and we had to educate a ton of people. Um, but through organic SEO, just from e-commerce, we helped them go from 600,000 a year in online sales to 4.2 million in online sales and i've actually got this it's funny it was the, the back and forth literally like within a month we we helped them gain an extra thousand to two thousand dollars a day in online sales and that's huge for a small business i'm talking like basically three partners a couple employees and um and then you know i, I worked with them for a while they sold the company uh to another company and I got a wonderful thank you very much for all your help, <laughs> you know, and that happened about two or three more times with different um, with different with different companies. And I was like, all right, this is kind of crappy. I, I hate looking for a new client, more or less, or a new job. So we, we basically after COVID, um, I had a uh, <clears throat> I had an epiphany about like, who do I like working with the best? And I was like, oh, like cannabis companies are honestly the most fun companies to work with. So I made a really tough decision to fire about uh, half of my clients that we were servicing from the agency. And I took literally, we, we, we killed close to a quarter million dollars in recurring revenue just to free up space for us to focus on working with cannabis clients and like get back into like free up time into like, Hey, let's go set up demos. Let's so let's set up pitches. Let's go travel. Let's go to events. Let's go this, let's go that let's join organizations and, and start, you know, talking to people. Um, and since then, you know, we've helped launch a number of brands. We've helped launch a number of, of companies. We've helped, you know, people make millions and millions and millions of dollars in online sales, both for CBD, hemp, 
other gray area stuff, as well as dispensaries, cultivators, um, edibles companies, manufacturers, uh, vape, you know, as and and other ancillaries. Like we, you know, we work with some uh, cannabis CPA groups and uh, whatever. So, yeah, we and, and then just just the evolution of that was from because my background is in e-com and in sales. Uh, we started. You know, we, we, we won the, the runner up award for, for Weed Mart last year, but the, um, we, which, which was awesome because I was like, holy crap, like we, we actually won something for this. I think we have something, but we, we built a platform that allowed us to legitimately take uh, e commerce, you know, traditional e commerce, like any other online store, and build it for a dispensary. And for the last, you know, we, there's a whole other story about that that we can get into if you want to, but we we we've had a couple of companies come after us, a couple of companies try to shut us down, uh, a couple of bigger players try to buy us out, and that's when we knew we actually had something that kind of scared the crap out of some of the bigger guys. So we were like, all right, we're turning them all down and we're keeping it going. And, um, and this you is know, Bud Plug. Yeah, this is Bud Plug. Like Bud Plug evolved from. Budplug evolved from a from a from a delivery app to a online kind of thing to just like a just like a menu platform to you know integrating with with different uh, with different with different features and like what we actually figured out was it's like we're not really uh, we're not really a point of sale company we're not really um, you know, we're not, we're not all these other things. What we are is actually, we've, we we're more of a SaaS like tech company, you know, to where like we just built really good functional backend plugins to help dispensaries just kind of operate and, and work um, versus having, you know, multiple third party um, companies come in and, and just like, Hey, you pay extra for actual analytics, you know, you pay extra for actual reporting, you know, it's, it's not like abstract blobs, you know, it's, it's not iframes. It's not, um, you know, menus that are hosted on another website. Like this is all built into your website live. Like it connects with metric connects with BioTrack, live reporting back and forth. Like all of your inventory is synced has delivery options, has everything else, has all the other stuff. And it's, and, and like I was telling you, but before we, we went live, like we've literally uh, the, the first store that we had running 100 percent on, on our platform, uh, we actually met at the uh, Cannabis Marketing Summit last year. Uh, it was a social equity license holder that was just planning on opening. We met at the after party on the rooftop and we just got to talking and he signed up with us and like he literally opened up. We, we literally have the first 30 days, 45 days of data from uh, a store that opened up running 100% on us. And it's really exciting to say the least. So it sounds like your SEO experience and agency experience allows you to build this new solution that will help cannabis marketers in a similar vein because they are cannabis business owners and marketers because they get to own their website and the data in the e-commerce that comes within it. So that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So how does this, um, like, could you articulate exactly what that problem is? And again, like how cannabis marketers can take 
the lesson learned or like what's what's the most important takeaway for them with this? Like being able to, we know that most like your clients, mark, cannabis marketers don't have much budget and right. a lot comes down to their online presence and making sure that looks <sighs> as good as possible because that's really what you got. Um, right. So can you kind of like articulate that problem and also a little more about what the solve is as far as the, you know, how you see that in, in the day-to-day -day business side, but also in context of the broader industry that was not the case with the companies you worked with before? Well, think about it this way. I mean, like there's when you, cause, cause we, we have to move at the speed of technology, you know, and since the internet, you know, the sharing of information has just become incredible. Um, you know, it's not like, Oh, have you heard? Or like, Hey, such and such just published this. Like people pump content nonstop all day long. Like your any app that you're on is, is, is newsworthy is, you know, whether it's, it's real news or quote unquote fake news or, or, or whatever, but like information is shared at lightning speed compared to where it was 20, 30 years ago. And there are still a lot of agencies and, and digital marketing companies that operate like we don't know how to build a website anymore. Um, you know, in, in that sense. And, and like, there is a, let's just put it this way. One of the things that's really, that's always irked me as a, as an agency owner, as a digital marketing uh, agency owner, as a business owner was what I consider to be incredibly predatory terms of services when it came to who you hired to build your website. You know, we've had, I've had four or five dozen conversations with people who run a dispensary, run a grow, run a brand, run this, that hired an agency. Um, and the agency went and bought their website domain, does their hosting, quote unquote, owns all of their content. And the, the actual business owner who went and incorporated all this, paid all this money, built this brand, did all of this stuff, doesn't own any of their digital presence. And I've seen things to where the, the agency that built their website starts eventually holding them hostage, you know, to where it's like, hey, if you don't pay us the money, like we're, you know, like, yeah, you've paid us thousands of dollars to build your website, to do all this stuff, to set everything up, but we're going to shut your website down if you don't pay us. You know, and I just feel like if, you know, because generally speaking, unless you're a giant MSO, I mean, even if you are a giant MSO, like it, it's still like your quote unquote business baby. Like you care about building your brand. You care about, you, you care about doing anything else, but more so for a small, let's just say a social equity license holder, a small business owner, um, you know, like, hey, this is like, I'm a one woman shop or I'm a, I'm a two person shop or I'm a three person shop. And like, this is what we've been working on now for the last year or two years, whatever. We've invested tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars and who knows how many man hours into opening and building our brand or our business. But we're still forced to pay this company that doesn't really do anything for us other than you know, they're, they're slow to respond. They, they don't, you know, they're, they're, they, it takes three weeks to make updates. The website's broken. We've seen stuff to where like, you know, we had a client who was paying a marketing company 5,000 a month to build them a new website. And nine months later, they didn't have a website. They paid $45,000 to this company that they didn't have a website built. Um, you know, we've, we've seen it to where like the hosting company like owns the business and it's just like, Hey, if you don't pay me, like literally shut down their entire business, shut down their entire website where the agency owns their social media uh, handles. 
and if you know and won't release them you know i've seen stuff to where the the the, the company that built your website for some reason pushes out a live demo version of your website you know like you know like staging dot or whatever that they're collecting sales orders on but and you see this commonly in cannabis oh you have no idea <laughs> like we get calls once a week about this stuff and we, we've seen everything and i'm like this is this is outrageous and then you know it's a couple that just now it's like there are there are a ton of point of sale companies and not a ton but there's there's a few large players that are like hey we're giving out a free uh point of sale platform to dispensary owners but with that free point of sale comes a bunch of upsells that they don't tell you about when you sign up you know but you're locked in a contract you you're paying for the you're paying for the hardware you're paying for this but hey like your website or your actual your actual sales menu your menu of your inventory is hosted on our domain, you know, so you're either iframing it into your website or you're using their website um, as your menu, you know, which does nothing for you, for your product searches, for your SEO, for, but, but they're also, what they don't tell you is that they're also gathering all of your customer data, you know, and sharing it with whoever. But on the flip side of that, though, too, it's like, oh, if you want us to integrate with your website, here's one of our preferred agency partners, you know, that that we recommend that's going to charge you twenty five hundred or three thousand dollars or fifteen hundred bucks to for the setup fee. And then, you know, two, three thousand dollars a month to host your store you know, or integrate your web, integrate your online store, your, your menu into your website that you don't own if you stop paying us. So it's so, essentially a hostage situation for a lot of dispensaries. So, okay. So two follow-up questions. So that one, so now tell us more about bud plug in terms of like the solve for that, but also just to tackle like the problem you've brought up, what are the questions that business owners need to ask agencies when they are interviewing them and they do need to find a website provider? Like, how do, do I own my data? data? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's a bunch of questions you should own. It's like, do I own my website? Do I own my URL? Do I own my content? Who are you sharing this information with? Um, you know, if I choose to leave you, am I able to take what I've paid for and move it somewhere else? Um, you know, where, where is my, where does my data go? Um, you know, if I choose to change point of sale companies or, or, or my, my menu company, you know, am I able to keep all of the work that I've paid for? Um, there's that. And, and I mean, there's, there's just so much. And it, it's just like, most people are just like, oh yeah. It, like I had a, I had a talk with a guy in New York a couple weeks ago, social equity guy. He was like, he's like, I need, and this is, Lisa, I can't, I mean, I was, I was, this guy called me on Christmas day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was just like, this has to be important. You're actually calling me on, like, I was like, I was like, I don't know this number. He's like, Hey, you know, I'm hoping to talk, you know, whatever. And like, literally he's like, I'm opening in 30 days. Uh, I'm using this platform, you know, because it's, because it's the free one that everybody recommends. And I had a talk with their, with, you know, and I, and I was like, so here's what's funny. Like you sign up with this company for your free point of sale platform and you instantaneously go into their hot leads list. He's like, yeah, I started getting phone calls from, from this other, from like two or three other agencies that integrate with them through their API. 
and they're going to build me a website, you know, for X, Y, Z amount of money per month. And I was like, he's like, yeah, but I don't own it. And I was like, well, that's a bad decision to start with. Uh, but he's, he's like, he's like, yeah, they're, they're showing me all these examples of these big brands that they've worked with. And he's, he's like, listen, here's the deal. I need to make, I was like, do you have a website? He's like, no. He's like, do you have a maps listing? No. I was like, do you have a phone number or an email set up? He's like, no. He's like, he's like so you don't have anything set up. No social media, no branding, no sort of like any sort of buildup or press or any sort of like you have no following, but you're opening up in midtown Manhattan in 30 days and you're still under construction, but you're telling me that you need a website built, you need a social media marketing campaign built, you have, you need, you need everything set up. Your rent is 50,000 a month. Your payroll is 25,000 a month. And you need to do at least 300 transactions a day to break even on day one. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, we can help you. He's like, he's like, yeah, but to be honest, like my marketing budget's only probably about three, 4,000. And that's to build the website, to get everything else set up, to do this, to do that. And I was, you know, and then I was like, I was like, we can pull some miracles out, but not for that budget. You know what I mean? He's like, well, I, I guess, you know, I guess maybe I'll just go with, he's like, cause I don't care about really, he's like, I don't have the time to like, you know, build a website, manage a website. So I guess it's worth paying those guys two, 3,000 a month to build my website. I was like, but you don't own it. He's like, yeah, we'll figure that out later. I was like, but this is all, but this is what comes into play when it comes to starting a dispensary or starting a business. It's like, it's, you have all the upfront costs of, of getting the license, getting the inspections, doing the construction, doing the branding, doing, buying your inventory, you know, and then you have this whole digital world. That's basically like, how do people find you? You know, they find you through maps. They find you through, um, through 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 location they find you through through this but if you if you're already opening up saying hey i need to do 300 sales a day with zero build up zero brand following zero brand awareness can you guarantee me that and my my response was i no <laughs> like there's no way i can i can honestly tell you you know you can pay me 5 grand today but there's no way i can guarantee you 300 sales a day starting off in 30 days, starting from zero. So how do you, so, so it's important for business owners to make sure before they start, they own their website, they own their data. Yeah. Yeah. So, own your data, own your hosting, own your domain name, own your social media URLs, own, own all of your digital presence. You so, know, that, that it's almost, yeah, it, it's kind of like, you know, you're, like imagine cannabis marketing association being owned by an agency. Yeah. That's, that's not yeah. the case. Uh, but we, <laughs> yeah, that is definitely not the case here, but, no, uh, but that's, that's scary though. It's almost like, Hey, Hey, Lisa, if you don't pay this, we're going to shut down your website before your event happens. Yeah, no, that's, those are the things that can put people out of business and absolutely um, ruin your financial and mental health. So, absolutely. But I'm curious. So, assuming all of this is they've got it owned, they've done their due diligence and they've set up the right foundation. I do want to understand a bit more about, you mentioned earlier, using digital marketing and SEO strategies. You can yeah. scale um, effectively and be able to get more traffic, get more transactions and really increase your revenue. So yeah. and a lot of our listeners here are marketers. They are 
um, fairly digitally savvy, but again, this is cannabis. So like not everyone has the right. budget and people are at different levels of that. So can, can right. you talk about a little bit about the SEO strategies that um, folks can implement that are somewhat accessible or maybe not so obvious? Like what, what are some takeaways for our audience as far as how to approach SEO, what they can do, what is important and how to hone in on that? Um, and, and, and yeah, so let's, let's start there. Yeah, I, I can absolutely. I mean, this is, I mean, you, you fit a hot button, so I can talk about this all day. So, um, so essentially with this, it's, it's like for, from an SEO standpoint, you know, you want to start off with, with the good foundation blocks. You want to make sure that your site is not only, well, for one, the first thing you should obviously try to rank for is your brand name. Um, and that actually goes into some thought process for like what you're going to call your brand, because we've seen some incredibly great brands. And then we've seen some other people try to call their brand name, the gas station. And, um, you know, mm. while I think that's a cool name, it's like, if you type in gas station, you know, your Google's going to automatically think you're a gas station. So, you know, gas station dispensary, you know, and I'm not going to knock the people that called their, you know, like, Hey, like that was a very bold maneuver. Um, and you don't have to cut that. <laughs> so the, uh, so, but essentially it's, it's your brand name, your brand name first. Um, you want to have a location up, you want to have a maps listing, you want to have an Apple maps listing, you even want to have a Bing location and, and all the other stuff that, that need to go in the, into that. Um, even if you work from home. Yes. Like even, even so if you say work if you're from, not a dispensary, but your service. Yes. You want to look, even if you're a service, have a maps listing and just set an area, you know, mm -hmm. or, or at least have a ping. So, you know, one of the thing that it, I can start talking about search box, search box optimization too, but one of the things that essentially it's like when somebody's looking for your brand, the worst thing you can actually have worse than bad reviews is no presence, you know, um, no presence, no, or, or you've picked a name very similar to 15 other companies and they're showing up before you, yeah. you know, um, and, and, and cause then it's like, there's going to be the misconception of that. So, and it's weird, but like, you know, I chose dope SEO as, as the URL for the company. Cause it's, for one, it was like really simple to spell really simple to, to, you know, it's just, it's, you don't have to type much. It's really hard to, it's not impossible to screw up when you're typing it, but you know, it's a brand name that, that you remember. Um, but beyond that, it's like, have a URL that's friendly, um, have, you know, think about this, like, don't, don't buy like the best cannabis dispensary in your city.com. Like, you know, it, that's way too many words to type into something like have your brand name own that. Um, when it, when it comes to this and it's like, there's a bajillion builders out there, you know what I mean? Like you, I had a, I had an interesting conversation with a dispensary that was opening up in New Jersey and the guy it's another social equity group, whatever. Um, this, these guys built their entire website on Wix. And while Wix is a really, you know, it's like, hey, you can build a website using, you know, we've all seen the commercials on YouTube. Wix is probably, and, and like Wix spent millions of dollars on this whole like Wix SEO, like Wix is good for SEO. Like they did this whole campaign on like why Wix is good for SEO. Um, when you type in the name of this dispensary, their website doesn't show up for their brand name. You know, their press shows and up. It's unique. And it's, it's, it's incredibly unique. It's, it's yeah, incredibly okay. unique. You know what I mean? Like their, their press releases show up. They do have a maps listing. Their maps list, their, their maps listing shows up for the name of the dispensary. But if you actually, but you have to go to the maps listing to click website to actually go to their website. And because it's built on Wix, like when you go to shop their menu, it opens up 
another company's, it, it opens up the menu platforms URL because it was built on Wix and it doesn't integrate and do all this other stuff. They're like, but we really love the way it looks. And I'm like, that's great, but it sucks for SEO. Um, so what, you know, and the other thing with, anyway, like what we did was basically for, from an e-commerce standpoint, because there's going to be hot strains. There's going to be brands that you work with that are, that are statewide, you know, that are, that are really popular uh, brands to work with. Mm -hmm. So let's just hypothetically say I'm looking for uh, cookies, you know, strain, you know, cookies, banana kush OG near me, you know what I mean? Or like, or, or dispensaries that sell, you know, you know, cookies, banana kush OG. When you have all that embedded into your website, when you have a real store, like with all of your, um, all, all of your, all of your uh, product information synced in there and properly schema tagged and properly like metadata and, you know, with good photos and reviews on the website, you'll rank for those. You'll rank, you'll rank for your brand name. You'll rank for the brands that you carry. You'll rank for your brand name plus reviews. You'll rank for strain reviews on the products that, that you that you carry if you're doing any sort of event or whatever like you can rank for that and what we've seen is is you know because most people years ago when, when you know let's just say colorado a couple of years ago like when colorado colorado is like a great thing a lot of people just use their website as like as a menu you know what i mean like they, they basically it was it was almost like a digital flyer where it's like hey we're just going to post a picture of our menu on our website nothing clickable <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna update the the PDF photo, uh, but you can't actually see anything. But hey, we're gonna integrate with this thing that's gonna take you away from our site. And what we did was actually it's like hey that that PDF, you know, picture that you're putting up on your website is now clickable and searchable. You know, um, and that's the, but it's also like from from this it's like depending on how many locations you have, depending on whatever. Like Google has changed its algorithm, you know, within the last couple of years to go location based. You know, it's everything is mobile first now. Um, so it's it's like your reviews, your search reviews, whether you're searching from a desktop or your phone or a tablet are going to be based on your location. So this this manipulates a lot of like how you show up. So even if you show up for the best dispensary in XYZ city, the first thing that's going to show up are maps above anything. You know, if you type in restaurant near me, sneakers near me, food near me, car repair, auto repair, oil change. If you are yeah. typing with location intent. <clears throat> with no, no, no. Even if you're or not doing general. Location, okay. You know, you could go. You could anybody that's watching this. You could just go in and be like, you know, just type in Chinese food or type in dispensary or type in, um, you know, oil change. It's going to show you the results based on your location. So a lot of the things with this is that I know everybody wants it. We want to be the best dispensary in the state. Let's be honest about how people shop, though. Most people aren't going to drive 30 miles for anything unless they live in nowhere. You know, yeah. um, but so for most a, people, there's a hyper local like, hey, focus on it. There, there's a there's a very hyper local focus. So with this, it's like if you can if you can if you have a shop in an area with enough population and you can show up in maps in, in you know, above everybody else you're going to get those clicks because what, what are they doing for? It's a buyer intent search. The buyer intent search is if I'm searching for a dispensary, I'm not doing research on dispensaries. It's because I want to go shop at a dispensary, you know? So you have to think about the user experience on this. You know, if, if I click on this and I go there and the hours are correct. And the, one of the, the, one of the craziest updates now that Google did when Google maps did is that 
your open hours are going to reflect how you show up during different periods of the day. So if I'm searching dispensary near me and it's like at 10 o'clock when you're closed, it's less likely to come up. Okay. You're not going to show up compared to the people that are open, you know, versus noon, you know, um, cause you know, the guys that are open, the shops that are open are the ones that are going to get, you know, and they're there. So it's, it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting twist. Like Google's always, Google's goal is to get you to use their platform, you know, yeah. because you know, it, and essentially it's like, they want to deliver the best user experience for the person that's using their search engine. Um, so as long as they can get you to stay on their platform and continue to stay on their platform. So they're constantly updating how their algorithm thinks. And basically with, you know, since COVID or whatever, and since the, the, the 800,000 uh, percent increase in online sales, you know, how people shop, they've Is realized that the actual like, hey, number. No, it's, okay. it's, it's way more, but I, but I know it was like, it was like an 8,000 or like, it, it was, it was at least like 8,000% increase in online ordering After um, during COVID. During COVID. And here's that. the thing, it, it, it never went away. Yeah. You know, it, it never went away. Like the whole like grocery delivery thing, the whole food delivery thing, the whole wine delivery thing, weed delivery thing, all of that stuck stayed, you yeah. know, it, it normalized for everyone. You know what I mean? So even... So it's, it's like, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to go to the grocery store. I could just order my groceries. I mean, like that's a job, that's a job that wasn't around five, six years ago, like delivery driver for groceries, you know, delivery, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, you know, whereas like, where it was like Uber was a new thing, but then it was like Uber Eats and whatever. So, you know, like, like there's, we've, we as consumers, so you got to think about how big shop, how they do this. So it's like, Hey, if you're within a thing and let's just say you're in a state that allow, that allows delivery, if you're a dispensary that can show up, Hey, you're within it. And we can almost guarantee you that's like, Hey, your order will be delivered within 30 minutes. Wow. That's amazing. You know what I mean? If I'm searching for cannabis, dis cannabis dispensary with delivery, you know, or cannabis delivery, um, you know, we were working with some guys on the East coast that, that ran a, that ran a delivery service. And I mean, these guys were doing 150, 200 orders a day, um, just, just for, just for weed delivery. And it blew my mind. I was like, and they had all the data. I was like, look at this. And it's just, they had maps of like, where are your drivers, your drivers, you're, you're like, you've got six different drivers covering six different areas doing pickup. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, so, so this is the thing. It's like, you have, and especially whether it's medical, whether it's rec, the age group, whatever. Sometimes you have senior citizens that don't want to go to the dispensary and they'll pay, you know, they'll pay for this. Uh, you know, some people can't drive. Some people are too busy. Some people, hey, just meet me after work. You know, I'm getting off in 30 minutes. Come meet me, you know, come meet where we're supposed to meet me to, to give me what I need. Um, it's very consumer based. So with this, essentially, it's like the more data you can control as a business owner, the more data you can keep for yourself and not have to give away to other platforms, the more powerful it, it is. And the more, the better, and when you actually have like a full understanding of the products that are selling, the categories that are selling, the time of day that people are shopping, um, you know, you can gauge your inventory ordering, you can gauge the sales promos that you do. Um, you know, you can actually get the feedback from your customers to say, Hey, what did you think about this? Do you want to leave a review? Because this is what the, the thing with online shopping is most people don't buy anything without reading reviews first. You know, it's like, Hey, is this string good? Is this string bad? Is this, this, is this, that, 
Um, you know, how does this vape hit? How, you know, do these dab? So the more user generated content you could get as a business owner, it's only going to help you more, you know, and when you have all of that built into your website that you own, you know, because that's, that takes, you know, whether it's automation or whether it's, um, you know, whether it's manual, you going out like, Hey, leave us a review on this product. It's going to help you get the results that you want and help you rank up for other terms. So <sighs> I don't think I took a breath that whole time. <laughs> well, and I do have a few, we're getting close to time, but I do have a few more questions. So, um, uh, first, really quickly, Google has made some changes to their algorithm and cookie tracking in 2024. Yeah. Can you give us the like quick rundown on what that is and what marketers need to know? Uh, it looks like they're they're kind of ixnaying the whole cookie thing, um, you know, and they're keeping their cookies, but third party cookies they're not really a big fan of anymore. So this is once again this this is one more reason why you should own your data and not give it away to third party tracking companies, you know? Um, and, and I think this, this is, this is probably going on a higher level between Google and the other larger social media, like meta and, and whatever, because like just for ads delivery, just for other stuff. Like I know that like, this is going to really screw up a lot of ads agencies in regards to retargeting, remarketing, yeah, um, user deal. audiences, yeah, user audiences or whatever. But this is one more reason that SEO and like controlling your data is that much more important because if Google's not allowing, if Google's essentially, cause they started, they rolled it out this month. And I think by the third quarter of this year, they're going to ixnay it all together. So if your Facebook pixel or your retargeting pixel or your cookie tracker or your whatever that you're using from your third party software doesn't work anymore, guess what? The only thing you have is your email list, your phone number list, your customer user database that should be held within your website or within your store that you hopefully don't share with anybody else um, in regards to keeping in touch with a customer, you know, yeah. um, because it's going to be really hard to, I mean, it's, it's really hard to run retargeting ads for cannabis dispensaries to begin with, but from a, like from, from a user generated thing, it's like, this is, this is going to really kill a lot of, uh, a lot of ads companies um or they're, they're scrambling right now to to get everything together to, to to figure out how to make it work um which you know honestly as an seo i'm not mad about you know because it's one more reason you know it's the same thing it's it's like i've been preaching this for years it's like listen you, you should don't get me wrong social media is very crucial for cannabis dispensaries but you're at the mercy of the platform you know, you don't own Meta, you don't own Instagram, you don't own TikTok, you don't own anything. Um, you know, I've seen I've seen people get get pushed out on LinkedIn. You know, like, hey, LinkedIn took down my post recently because I, it seemed like I was selling something. Um, Facebook is very anti-cannabis. Instagram is very anti-cannabis if you're trying to sell. You know, and you can have your account shut down overnight. You know, I've seen I've seen companies um, just lose their account instantaneously because there's I'm shadow banned. You know, yeah. my my Instagram is, is shadow banned. I got to it's like you're talking about things that you're not supposed to talk about. And we've restricted oh, yeah. your reach. They're not they're not friendly at all, too. Right. So so here's the thing. It, it's like getting people to follow you on a platform that you have no control over. To me, it just seems like a really bad investment. And if, and if your entire strategy is social media, 
I don't think that's that's a really good thing because once again, it's like people use search engines. People search from their mobile phones. You know, from a buyer intent standpoint, when I look for reviews on something, when I look to go shop, I don't go on Instagram or Facebook. You know, hey, where do I want to eat? Let's go on Facebook. Where do I want to eat? Let's go on Facebook. I go on Google. You know, and and the, the thing with this is that like Google, nine times out of ten, if you do proper optimization, you'll outrank the weed maps you'll outrank leafly you'll outrank the third party menu menu services that you pay for um you know it's good to have them i'm not saying that, that they're that they're not beneficial but what i'm saying is like you don't need to run your entire business i've seen people use weed maps as their as their as their website yeah so so owning your not only owning your tech and your data on your website is important but owning your content and creating it and having a system for that is going to be uh, more of Crucial. a primary strategy in marketing than some folks have relied on in the past, which is really ads-based and retargeting-based as opposed Crucial. to focusing more on ads and focusing more on what content can we create and Google's update and algorithm is now, um, or their tech changes are now really putting that to the forefront of marketers' problems. So basically, if people and businesses who are more ad reliant or third party reliant for yeah. top of funnel are going to mm -hmm. struggle more if they yeah. don't switch. Yeah. Cause your, your, your top of funnel awareness is going to get crushed. You know, you're, you're with these cookies going away, your your cross channel, you know, uh, impression based ad campaign, you know, that goes on different, online publications, your marketing is going to get completely jacked, um, you know, to where it's like, you don't have a target demographic anymore. Your, your quote unquote audience is going to disappear eventually. And you're not going to have that anything. Uh, I'm sure that there are going to be some, some really inventive agencies that hide their cookie somewhere or that are going to start buying email lists and are going to start retargeting based on email lists or, you know, um, or, or potentially even geofencing. It's like how many people, you know, they, they may start, but I, but I think like even with that, because you can geofence, it gets really scary when you actually start looking at geofence targeting and cookies on phones and what you can do. But I think a lot of that has to do with that too. It's like, they don't want people, you know, being able to geofence target people based on where they shop or where they live or where they frequent. Um, yeah. This is just one more reason why SEO is just going to be way more crucial. Um, because like for you, it, it's like, you can run ads. You, I think this is, it's almost like it could potentially be a grand reset for, for, for marketing again, you know, to where it's like, you don't have that data. You're not going to be able to retarget. You're not going to be able to re, you know, rerun impressions on, on publications for, for your stuff. Um, so it's one more reason to own all your data. And that's, why we went ahead and, and built out the whole bud plug plugin platform because it allows you to run your entire dispensary 100 on your own website you can run point of sale registers from your website you can run you know and you don't need hardware that's the whole thing we built this so that you can run it on tablets that's awesome which is crazy you know so so it's it's we're pretty proud of it. Um, but yeah, this is this is essentially like, I'm actually really excited that Google's killing the pixels um, and killing the cookies because it's, you know, it's going to leave a scramble. It's, it's going to leave whatever. But I'm a big fan of like supporting small businesses versus like the big mega 
companies. Like I've, I've, I've always been a bigger fan of the underdog. I've always been, a, and I think this may be why I love cannabis because like cannabis seems to be like, like you've got your big, you know, players, like your big money players, but there's, it's, it can be a great equalizer in the sense of like, it, it can even the playing field for a lot of small companies as long as they're doing everything the right way, you know? And, um, you know, it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt some brands. It's going to hurt some manufacturers. It's going to hurt some other stuff, but it also, you know, it's like, we're all entrepreneurs. We all learn to pivot and dance and, you know, come up with crazy marketing ideas to, to, to grow our brands. Um, however we have to uh, essentially. So, you know, it, it may, it may kill some people. It may kill some ad agencies, but we've always been SEO first before anything else. So I'm actually looking forward to it. Well, thank you, Max. I really appreciate your time and your insight. My pleasure. Can you share any, any contact information? Where can our listeners find you? How can they get a hold of you? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I have, I, I'm one of two Max Uhases on the, on the planet right now. Uh, the other guy lives in Europe and he's a photographer, but if you type in my name, you'll find me. Uh, best way to get in touch with us though, is actually let's go to dope D O P E S E O.com. Or if you're interested in checking out the plugins, like go to get Yes. We know what it sounds like. Um, and yeah, you won't forget it. So, uh, you know, but it's bud B U D plugged.com, uh, get budplugged.com or dope SEO.com. And, you know, I'm, I'm always around. You'll see me at the events. You'll see me at the thing. You'll see me doing stuff. And, uh, you know, I love talking this stuff. I don't talk sports. I don't talk politics. I do talk marketing all day long. So, well, so do we. So that's a great match. We are the same type of people. Absolutely. So. Well, thank you, Absolutely. Max. Appreciate it. Oh, Lisa, thank you so much. All of your insights with everybody. Again, if you guys want to reach out to Max, you can also find him on LinkedIn. And we will see you at next week's episode. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. You can learn more about the Cannabis Marketing Association at our website, thecannabismarketingassociation.com. If you're interested in joining, you can check out our member benefits there or email us at membership at marketingcannabis.org and connect with us on social media. You can follow us on LinkedIn, sign up for our newsletter on our website, and you can reach out and connect with me as well, Lisa Buffo on LinkedIn, and send me a message and let me know that you're one of our podcast listeners. And if there's any topics you all want to hear, any guests you want to hear from, please email us again at membership at marketingcannabis.org. We'd love to get your feedback. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we'll see you next week.